1: We're not all the same. And aren't you glad of that? Some people are outgoing. Some people are more reserved. Some people have what we call the gift of gap. Some are big picture. Some are small picture. God loves diversity. We
0: see that diversity all around us. And Pastor Greg Laurie points out we are diverse in the personalities and gifts God has given to his people. God's
1: given you gifts. So receive the gift. Thank God for the gift and start developing the gift this is the-
0: When you walk through the tool department at your neighbourhood hardware store, it isn't just a collection of hammers, big hammers, small hammers, funny shaped hammers, but just hammers. No, there are different tools for different jobs. Well God has different jobs to be done for his kingdom, and so he's given his people different tools, talents, abilities, personalities and spiritual gifts to get the job done. If we aren't using our gifts, we may not be used by the master.
1: ask you a question. How many of you have ever received a gift you did not like? Raise your hand. You did not like it? Okay. So there are people that give you certain gifts. Sometimes it's something you wear. And then they ask you, have you worn that shirt, that blouse, or that coat, or whatever it is that I gave you? And and you don't want to lie to them. Because the reality is you set it on fire one hour (laughs) after… because it was so ugly. And what I always do when I give a gift is I'll say, look, I got you this gift. I I know you like this thing and so I hope you like this gift. But if you do not like this gift, here is the gift receipt. Please return it. I would be thrilled to hear that you returned it and got something you wanted because I'm not going to be the guy that asked you if you're wearing the ugly shirt that I bought you for your birthday. Or did you eat that fruitcake that... Uh, I gave you for Christmas. Well, no, but the dog did and he's dead. So, <laughs> so we've all received gifts. We didn't really like all that much. And, and then, of course, if you receive a gift and, and you don't want to keep it, you say, well, I'll return it. And then maybe you miss that window of opportunity to return the gift and say, well, I'll just, I'll give it away again. I'll re-gift it, right? And the only thing you have to be careful of, remember who gave you the gift. <laughs> because It has happened where people have re-gifted the gift to the person who originally gave them the gift. That's called a very awkward moment, right? Okay, well I want to talk to you today about the gifts of the Spirit that God has given to each of us. And I want you to know that the gift or gifts that God has for you are the perfect gifts and you'll never want to return it. They're just for you and it is for you to receive the gift to develop the gift and to use the gift for the glory of God. Let me distinguish between spiritual gifts and natural abilities. We're all born with certain abilities. Some people are naturally athletic, aren't they? And other people are naturally klutzes. Why is that? Some people are artistic. You know, they have a talent for drawing or or painting or design. Some people have a talent for music. Some people that don't have a talent for music think they have a talent for music, right? (laughs) And then some people are good at details. They're good at crunching numbers. They're they're good at other things. Some people are big picture. Some people are small picture. But everybody is born with certain abilities and talents that are also given to us by God. But I want to distinguish between those God-given talents and those spiritually-given gifts from the actual Holy Spirit. Here's what the Bible says in Romans 12, uh, in verse five. We being many are one body in Christ, individually we're members one of another, having gifts differing according to the grace that is given to us, let us use them. Listen to this, every believer is given gifts of the Spirit if they're filled with the Spirit. How many of you have been filled with the Holy Spirit? Raise your hand up. Just in case you haven't been, let's get this covered. Pray this after me. Lord Jesus, fill me with your Holy Spirit. I want all the gifts you have for me. Boom. You're filled with the Holy Spirit. I'm serious. You are. Wait, no, Greg, we have to lower the lights and sing 12 worship songs. No, we don't. Jesus said the Father will give the Holy Spirit to those that beg Him and plead with Him for hours. No, He said the Father will give the Holy Spirit to those who ask Him. I think we way overly mystify the Holy Spirit Himself. We overly mystify the gifts of the Spirit. But it's a very simple thing. I ask God to fill me with the Spirit and then I ask Him to reveal to me what my gift is. Or gifts are, we're told over in 1 Timothy 4.14, don't neglect the gift that is in you. Or as another translation puts it, keep your gift dusted off and in use. Here's the problem. Sometimes we envy the spiritual gifts that God gives to someone else. I remember years ago when I was a little kid, uh, I received whatever I got for Christmas that year, I don't recall, but I was pretty happy with it until I went to my friend's house. And his parents gave to him a skin diver toy. It was plastic. It was, this is like mid-60s, so we're talking low-tech here, folks. Um, it Basically, you put two batteries in him, and he just sunk to the bottom of the pool with little bubbles coming out of his head. I thought that was the coolest thing I'd ever seen in my life. And suddenly, whatever gift I received was worthless compared to the ultra-cool plastic skin diver who sunk to the bottom of the pool. So in the same way we can say, oh, I'm so thankful, Lord, for everything you've given me and all of the gifts you've given me. Oh, why don't I have that gift? I want to be that person. But no, be content and thankful with a gift that God has given to you. So we should eagerly desire these gifts. Going back to Christmas for a moment. Remember when you were a little kid and you wondered if your parents actually got you what you asked for? So you went searching because we all knew where our parents hid the presents, didn't we? Right? So parents were not as clever as we think. And if you were smart, you'll learn how to kind of peel the wrapping paper back without ripping it and taking the tape back. Oh, they got it. And then he put it back very carefully again. And you could hardly wait till Christmas Day to open your gift. That's how we should be with the gifts of the Spirit. We should be desiring them. First Corinthians 14, 1 says, Desire, which means especially want and cultivate spiritual gifts. And listen to this. To not want these gifts, to not discover these gifts, and to not use these gifts, could be quenching the Holy Spirit. Because we're told over in 1 Thessalonians five nineteen, quench not the Spirit and don't despise prophesying or literally don't appreciate prophetic utterance or spurn the gifts. You know what the word quench means. If you are camping and you have your fire going and you break camp, you extinguish the fire. You pour water on it, maybe shovel some dirt on it. You quench the fire. So maybe the Spirit's working in your life and He has gifts that He wants to happen in your life and you say, I don't want any of that. Listen, that's not only a bad idea, that could even be a sin. Because we're told that to him that knows to do good and does not do it to him it is sin. So. Let's desire these gifts.
0: It's great to have you join us today for a new beginning with Pastor Greg Laurie from Harvest Ministries in the U.S. We're talking today about the spiritual gifts God has given to us. And Pastor Greg is explaining the importance of putting those gifts to work. Let's continue.
1: So before we identify some of those gifts, and maybe you'll find yourself here in one of these categories, let me come to point number one. First, let's read Romans twelve three, I give each of you this warning. Don't think you're better than you really are. Be honest in your evaluation of yourselves, measuring yourselves by the faith that God has given us. Point number one. You are not all that in a bag of chips. <laughs> you're not as good as you think you are. You're not as talented as you say you are. You're not as smart as you tell us you all are. You are not all that in a bag of chips. So get realistic. See yourself honestly. That's exactly what Paul is saying. You know some people love to tell you how well educated they are, or how successful they are, or how wealthy they are. So if you are like having a discussion, whatever your story is, they are going to top your story. They are going to do better than you. And so they boast a lot about themselves. They know more than you. And on and on it goes. They they think they're just God's gift to humanity, but as I heard it said, cemeteries are full of indispensable people. You're not as great as you think you are, and that's what Paul is saying. So think clearly, have a balanced, realistic view of yourself. Don't think you're better than you are, but now the other side, don't think you're worse than you are. God's given you gifts. So don't say, well, I, I don't deserve this gift. Well, you know you don't deserve it. You never deserved it. You don't deserve salvation. But it's not about that. He's given you this gift. So receive the gift. Thank God for the gift and start developing the gift. But sometimes people will say, oh, no, I just don't. I don't want to do this. I don't feel I'm worthy. And I'm, I want to be humble. In fact, I want to be so humble. I drop the H. I want to be humble. <laughs> I want to be humble. No, you're just, you're being prideful. People that talk all the time about being humble, isn't that a form of pride? I'm so proud I'm humble. If God gave you a gift, develop and use your gift. It's disobedience to not use that gift. So start by having an honest evaluation of yourself. Point number two, we all have a part to play in the church with our spiritual gifts. We all have a part to play in the church with our spiritual gifts. Verse four, just as our bodies have many parts and each part has a special function, so it is with Christ's body. We're many parts of one body and we all belong to each other. We're not all the same. And aren't you glad of that? Some people are outgoing. Some people are more reserved. Some people have what we call the gift of gab. Other people, they don't have a lot to say. Some are big picture, some are small picture. God loves diversity. He created us differently. You see it reflected in His creation, don't you? All the amazing flowers out there, all the amazing creatures in the ocean, all the amazing animals that He created. Such diversity. Here's just some of the great animals God has made. This is probably my all time favorite the dolphin. I love dolphins. My grandkids asked me the other day, Papa if you could have any animal for a pet what would you want? Any animal? I would have a dolphin. And the reason is is because when I was a kid I used to watch a TV show called Flipper. (laughs) Right? And so you know it was a story of these guys that had their own personal dolphin and and it was amazing what Flipper could do. Well, that'd be great. And there's many other incredible creatures that God has created and put down here on this earth. I mean, you gotta love a horse. Probably some horse lovers out there. And uh, magnificent creature made by God. Then there's an the eagle. Who's not impressed by a soaring eagle, especially a bald eagle. And I emphasize bald. So now here's a partial list of the gifts of the Spirit. And by the way, this is not an exhaustive list. It's just one of many. Another list is found in Ephesians four if you wanna try to discover what God has gifted you to do. Romans 12 verse six, in His grace, God has given us different gifts for doing certain things well. So if God has given you the ability to prophesy, speak out with as much faith as God has given you. If your gift is serving others, serve them well. If you are a teacher, teach well. If your gift is to encourage others, be encouraging. If your gift is giving, then give generously. If God has given you leadership ability, take the responsibility seriously. And if you have a gift for showing kindness to others, do it gladly. Certain phrases bubble up here. Do it well, generously, gladly. Take the responsibility seriously. Let's start with the first gift that Paul identifies, the gift of prophecy. Prophecies is uh, defined different ways in both the Old and New Testament. In one instance it means to speak for another, a representative of God, a mouthpiece for God. In the Old Testament God raised up certain prophets. The prophet Isaiah, the prophet Ezekiel, the prophet uh, Jonah, <laughs> And many others. And so, in some instances, these prophets foretold the future. Daniel foretold the future in graphic detail. So did Ezekiel. So did Isaiah. So sometimes a prophet predicts the future. Well, we find prophets in the New Testament as well. Agabus was called a prophet, and he predicted the future for the Apostle Paul. Basically, a prophet or a prophecy is speaking for God. But the prophet must always be held accountable to Scripture. I have to be honest. I am a little suspicious of someone if they come to me and say, I am a prophet of God. Uh, Because sometimes I have seen abuse in this area and the Bible does warn us that there will be false prophets in the last days. However, there is a spiritual gift of prophecy where you speak for the Lord and God speaks through you. Then there is the spiritual gift of serving. The spiritual gift of serving. He says, I hear that if, if you serve others, then serve them well. You know, serve them well. I mean, I love people that love what they do. I was at a Chick-fil-A yesterday, getting some gourmet food <laughs> with the grandkids, and you know, and they're so polite and so well trained. As you know, it's a Christian run organization, right? And I also happen to like Chick-fil-A as just a sandwich too. Because I wouldn't just eat there because Christians own it. It has to taste good. And it does. And, but the, but the training. Amazing. She was so cheerful. My order was bizarre with all the grandkids and things I was asking for. And and I get up to the thing and she recognized, oh, you're Greg Laurie. Oh, yeah. How are you? We talked a little bit. She's a Christian. So I even understood more why she was the way she was. I said, do you like your job? She says, I love my job. And I thought, that's how we all should be, whatever you're doing. You know, if you own a Chick-fil-A or if you work in a Chick-fil-A If you're in the front, if you're in the back, whatever you're doing, in the church, in business, if you're called to serve, serve well. Notice that this word serve is put right next to prophecy. So we think of someone prophesying as now that is a super cool gift, but serving behind the scenes, well, that's not as important. Well, God puts them right next to each other. So if you're teaching the class in Sunday school, that's great, and if you're wiping the noses of the kids who are listening, that's great too. Whatever you do, it matters. So if you're called to serve, serve well.
0: Greg Laurie with great encouragement today about our part in God's plan. We've each been gifted by God in a special way and we need to put those spiritual gifts to work. Join us next time for a new beginning as Pastor Greg walks us through a number of the specific spiritual gifts described in scripture. We'll discover what they're all about and learn ways to determine if any of those gifts have been given to us.